Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we will be talking about parts one and two of the Bad Batch finale. How are we feeling about this finale? Just some quick thoughts. Quick thoughts? It was, like, beautiful. Like, it, it like, cinematically, beautiful. It was, like, so grand. Like, it just felt like scale was insane. And that's, like, it's hard to, like, replicate that in animation. It looked mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, the music was really good. Mm-hmm. I really liked the music in it. Yeah, it's... I think they're gearing up to some interesting things in season two, for sure. So before we get into anything, um, a recommendation. So Alex bullied me into watching Ted Lasso. Like, I, I do, I, I bully everyone into watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it was not a suggestion, it was not a recommendation, it was it was bullying. Um, but honestly, I have to thank her for it. I, I got well, caught up today. <laughs> It, it, like, it took some bullying because, like, you can't judge a book by its cover, right? That, that's 100% what the show is, yeah. Yeah, so at least, like, you got started and you're like, oh, wait, like, this show is yeah not what it seems. <laughs> yeah, because, like, for those of you who don't know, like, Ted Lasso, it, it's on Apple TV. It's about an American football coach who goes to England to coach soccer, also called football, and... I just assumed that this was going to be, like, a sportsin' comedy show. And so I was like, I, why are you making me watch this? But it it's, like, the most adorable show I've ever watched. It's so <laughs> heartwarming. Ted is, like, so wonderful. Sweetest, sweetest boy. He doesn't even swear like gosh darn gosh darn oh heck (laughs) well like that's the point because like the whole point of the show is that he's just so nice and so likable that you can't help but root for him and so everybody does and it's just so delightful and even like some of the the soccer players they're they're getting really interesting storylines you want to talk about Roy Kent? I just, I love Roy Kent. <laughs> I love him. He's just so grumpy. <laughs> so, like, this show, there's a lot of men behind it. But, like, Roy Kent has, like, the biggest written by written women. Written by women energy, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. I Because, like, you asked me about him when I was, like, two episodes in. And I'm like, I don't know. He seems mean. Like, he's a bully. I don't, I don't understand. But I, he has this little niece, like, <laughs> just. He's a good uncle. He's such a good uncle. Like, and he just swears and grunts and just, but he cares so much. <laughs> I just love him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I was looking into this show and half of the episodes have been written by women. Which is amazing. Like, yeah. It's so magical. The whole show is just so magical. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. I, I always look forward to Friday because there's a new Ted Lasso episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I finally convinced my mom to give it another try because she tried it and she's like, I didn't like it. But when I went to Apple TV, I saw that she'd only watched like 10 minutes of the first episode. Oh, she okay. didn't even really try. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but she also apparently, I was telling her about it, and I mentioned that Ted brings his boss cookies every morning, and she was like, do they come in a pink box? Are they shortbread cookies? I'm like, yes. She's like, I see, I, I see recipes for that all the time. And I'm like, great, we're going to make them. Specifically for the Ted Lasso cookies? They're called the Ted Lasso cookies or like the Ted Lasso biscuits. She sees recipes on Pinterest all the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, yeah, I want to make them. Ted Lasso is so delightful and adorable. Yeah. And this week was the Christmas episode. And it was an instant Christmas classic. Like, I'm going to rewatch this episode of Christmas for sure. It was just so heartwarming. Like, yeah. this this show is so soft. Like, I just, I, and I know, I just have a feeling that, like, the end of season two is going to, like, hurt for some yeah. reason. <laughs> I feel like I angst think so is on too. the horizon. <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's going to hurt, too. And it, like, <sighs> what I like about it is it kind of reminds me of the way that Orange is the New Black explores each character. Oh. Like, um, like there's, like, Orange and the Black kind of has, like, Piper as the main character, but then as, like, the show progresses, you get, like, little insights into each of the other, like, inmates, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, it kind of reminds me about how they're starting to give us, like, little pieces of them developing some of the more secondary characters on the soccer team, mm-hmm. like, branching out more with Jamie and Roy like well even sam like he had a big episode yeah Yeah. exactly sam like i and um and danny like (laughs) i mean not that we got that much of danny but i could see us getting an episode where we get more about danny oh because football is life yeah (laughs) when he was introduced i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he is like the epitome of like a golden retriever boy (laughs) yeah Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, um, let us know, because then we'll sick Alex on you to go bully you. Um, but you should go watch it, because it's it's just so, it's so cute. It's so and, delightful. And, like, surprisingly femgaze. <laughs> surprisingly femgaze. Like, we were looking at the creators and, like, the people behind it, and it's just like, how did this happen? How, how did Jason's wife leave him? Olivia. <laughs> How did Olivia leave him for well, Harry? Harry Styles, right? Harry Styles. I think Harry Styles is like a mythical creature. He's just like a steal your wife kind of guy. Like, are you surprised? Just, no, but I also feel like he's not like a you settle down with him. I feel like he comes into your life. He's exciting, though. No, like, but he (laughs) comes into your life and you go on this, like, life-changing, magical adventure. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Mary Poppins, he leaves you when it's time. Like, that's how I see (laughs) Harry Styles. Oh, my gosh. I never thought about it like that, but I love that. And I agree. Like, Like, exactly. He's not, I, I don't think he's gonna... I'm not going to say I don't think he's going to marry, because I think that he could marry, but he won't. I don't think he'll ne- it'll necessarily last so long. But even then, I, I feel like it's not going to end, like, badly. It'll just be like, like, it's time. Yeah. It's time for me to go. because well, there's, like, even rumors <laughs> that him and Olivia got engaged in, like, Italy or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just... and now he moved in. Dumois said he moved in. <laughs> like, Sorry, Dumois is my, like... It, 
it's Alex's time. Yeah, she's obsessed with this account that's like celebrity gossip, and she sends me the funny stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, you know, good for her, honestly. Like, good for her, but also like Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, Jason Sudeikis, like. Yeah, he's a can get it. He's a national treasure. <laughs> he like, can get it. <laughs> he sure can. <laughs> okay, so as far as news, um, nothing really new. So we're just gonna move straight into the Bad Batch finale. So the last two episodes was kind of like a two-parter. Um, we had Return to Camino and Camino Lost. Camino, Camino, double Camino. My phone automatically corrects anything that's like K-A-M-I to Kaminoan. <laughs> so even when I just type Camino, it's like, did you mean Kaminoan? I'm like, no, I didn't. I promise. So we speculated a lot last week um, or last time about if like Hunter was being taken to a secondary location, where they were going to be. And we see at the beginning of this episode that Crosshair is taking Hunter back to Camino, and he's planning to lure the rest of the Bad Batch there. Yeah, like, he knows that the rest of the Bad Batch will go get Hunter no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if it's dangerous, they'll go get him. Yeah. I'm like, should we talk about Crosshair first? Should we talk about other things first? But Crosshair is just so sad. <laughs> he's so sad. He's just like... So alone. I, like, I feel like we're going to be all over the place here, but I I do want to say that with these two episodes, I am just even more, like, heartbroken over Crosshair, and I just, like, I know that he makes his own choice at the end, but he's, it still seems like he makes it because he feels like he can't go back like if that makes sense yeah but like what could have they done differently uh they could have believed in him (laughs) but he didn't like i mean he didn't want to betray the empire yeah yeah that's true He's so sad. Even though the Empire has no problem betraying him, because as we see, they are de- like they're decommissioning the site on Camino. They're taking everybody off. Um, we do find out that the rest of the clones are alive. They've just been reassigned off-world, so none of them are there. And Crosshair is like so sure he is a place with this Empire. They need him. He is so strong. But the Empire... Like, you see it all throughout the episodes. Like, they don't really care what Crosshair is doing. Yeah. Like, what is Crosshair really doing for them? I think... So, like, he says this. He says that they're... Like, the Bad Batch was created to be superior. They are stronger. Like, he wants to be part of something great. And I think for him, like, the Empire gave him that opportunity But I think at the core of it, because he says this to Hunter in the second episode, that they're not meant to be drifting through space. Like, they're supposed to have a purpose. And, like, right now, I mean, yeah, the Bad Batch are, like, protecting Omega, but, like, they don't have a purpose. Like, and even Echo has, you know, echoed this (laughs) um, by saying, you know, like, he wants to help Rex and all of that. So I think 
Crosshair just wants to feel like he's doing something. And I guess with the Empire, he feels like he's a part of something still. Yeah. But the, the, the truth about the Bad Batch is that they're stronger together. Exactly. So he's worthless to the Empire by himself. Yeah. And the Empire knows that. They're like, we don't really need this clone if, especially when Crosshair's really the most concerned with just the whole season, he has been wanting to hunt the Bad Batch. And then we find out it's because he wants to give them the choice to join the Empire with him so that he's not alone. And I don't think the Empire, like, if they had decided to join, I think the Empire would have been like, cool, we'll roll with it. But they knew that Crosshair, as long as he was thinking about his old team, there was always going to be something there. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, like, what exactly is going on in this episode? So, like, how do we, like, what are the Bad Batch doing? Like, how are they going to get in there and how are they going to save Hunter? They decide that they're going to go save him and they approach. The, there is, like, this funny scene where, like, they're trying to, like, land in Camino, but, like, obviously it's underwater. And, like, Omega keeps telling them to go lower and they're like, if we go any lower, we're going to end up in the ocean or whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> These guys are so dumb sometimes. <laughs> like, they're, like, literally from Camino, and they, like, haven't figured out how to land on Camino. Or that, like, there actually is, like, other structures and, like, other things. Yeah, and, like, on. you would think that, like, this is, like, a type of thing that, like, Tech would just, like, see on his radar or something. Yeah, or, like, he'd be <laughs> like, oh, that makes sense. Let's roll with it. But, like, no, <laughs> they had to really question her. And, like, Omega's leading them secretly into the base through Nalise's research lab um, under the sea. Where they were made. Where they were made. Where Omega saw them be made. Yeah, so Omega here's the big sister. Yeah, like, I feel like (laughs) I knew that because, like, her and Boba Fett are, for the, like, they're aging at, like, a normal rate. I think they probably accelerated them to, like, a certain kid age but then they've like just been kind of growing since then so i I never thought about like yeah they were created like before the bad batch they're from like the original like recipe original the original batch (laughs) the original batch well they're alpha and omega which i hate i hate that they did that wait that's what they called boba fett he's alpha they called him that. No. Did you forget? <laughs> Did you scrub this from your memory? Yeah. Yeah, no. He's the alpha type. He, <laughs> he's alpha. And she's Omega. Why didn't she get a special name? Well, because I'm sure Django Fett um, named Boba. And then Django said, I don't care about the girl. <laughs> I don't Don't give me a daughter. What use is she to me? Well, I think Nalise probably created... Omega for herself, and then just didn't give her a name. <laughs> just called her Omega. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I My hate. mind is blown. <laughs> no. Yeah. Al- yeah, they, Star Wars said al- ABO. <laughs> Who's Beta? I guess the rest of the clones? I don't know. Oh. That brings, mm, I don't want to, never mind. I <laughs> I thought about something, and I'm like, mm, I'd rather not think about that. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, this is where they were all created, the Bad Batch. She saw them be created. And 
I was kind of expecting it to, like, pull at some more emotions, like, them returning here. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, we do find AZ here, but there's also AZ. a... Yeah, I love him. Um, there's also a scene in the second episode where they, like, return to their old bunk. And, like, again, like, I was kind of hoping for something of, like, this sense of returning to, like, a home or, like, this place they once knew. But it's it's not acknowledged a ton. And it, it especially watching it again, like, I don't know if you noticed it. It just felt like it was building to something, but then it just kind of didn't. Yeah, like, it... It was, like, this... They were trying to, like, make more emotional impact on this, like, oh, this is where you were made. Yeah. And it didn't... I don't think it, like, hit like they intended it to. There was no state... Like, this, the audience didn't really have any thing to relate it to. No, and, like, the Bad Batch don't really remark on it. And, like, even when they return to their bunk, like, Record talks about it, but, like... They brush by it really quickly, and it just, I was kind of hoping that they'd, like, linger or, like, remember, like, we were brothers, we were created together, we've always been together, but she just, we didn't really get that. Mm-hmm. So that does kind of bring us back to some more stuff with Crosshair, because I, I love, I like the first episode a lot more, because I feel like there's more depth to Crosshair and Hunter's discussions, um, and I really liked when <laughs> Crosshair's like, they don't leave their own behind most of the time. And Hunter's like, well, we didn't have a choice. And he's like, and I did. Like, he, he is so, like, he's still, like, you can tell that he feels so betrayed. Like, you left me and, like, I had to survive. And so I became part of the Empire. And now this is just who I am. But I, I, I still, like, feel like we're we're missing information about the whole, like, I don't have my inhibitor chip thing. Yes, like, I Like, do you feel like so. we're missing information there? Well, because we keep seeing him after that, like, clutching his head. Yeah. I was going to say, I noticed that, too. Like, he's holding his head. Yeah. So it's like, did they lie to him by saying that they removed his chip? Like... Because we did see them working on him in, like, one of the early episodes. We did see that, but and we never knew what it was. Um, it If he doesn't have his chip, I could still see him being, like, you know, he stayed with the Empire because that's what his chip told him to do. And then they removed it. And when they removed it, he was still flooded with, you know, they left me. They didn't come back for me. And, like, Hunter says, like, or I think it's Wrecker, he's like, you never tried to come back to us. And it's like, you guys never went back for him, either. Yeah. And they do introduce, so, like, Tech introduces us, and we're kind of jumping back and forth between the first and second episode, but Tech says, um, Crosshair has always been severe and unyielding. It is his nature. You cannot change that. And that just brings up something really interesting to me about, like, the nature of these clones. So, like, are they saying that Crosshair was always going to be the one to, like, strike out on his own or join the Empire or become the enemy because it's just his nature and, like, he can't he can't change? Like, is that what they're kind of saying? I kind of feel like he... To me, I think Crosshair needs a target. Like, he need like, that's the whole thing. Like, he needs 
something to focus on. He needs a goal. He needs, like, a reason. Like, a reason to follow. Mm -hmm. And, like, we see the entire season... Hunter kind of struggling with figuring out, like, where what his place in the galaxy is now. What, like, what are they meant to do? So, like, for Crosshair, for him, what's the most important is, like, having a reason. Like, having, you know, like, being useful. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, I don't think that Crosshair is, like, doomed to staying with the Empire, but... I don't think he would fit in in a group that doesn't know like where they're headed, what their what their purpose is anymore. I think like Crosshair especially is like motivated by purpose. I really like that. I I like I like what you said like he needs a target. Like he needs yeah. he needs something to aim for. Like he he has to be mm-hmm. striving to something. And and you're right. Like the Bad Batch, they don't know what they're doing. They are drifting. They they are kind of just drifting through the universe. They don't know what they want right now. They're just protecting Omega. And I think if they forced Crosshair to go with them, they would have to confront that again because Crosshair yeah. needs to be doing something. And I would really like to see that be challenged. Like for him to make because I I think. Even though he does make the decision to stay with the Empire, I think it's because the choice was stay with the Empire or go with the Bad Batch. And the Bad Batch have no purpose. The Empire has a purpose. So, Mm -hmm. of course. I would love to see him make a decision on his purpose for himself. Like, for him to decide, like, I don't have to be here. Like, I almost feel like if he hadn't been with the Bad Batch, like, he would have like, wanted to help Rex with them, with the, like, rebellion. I, I agree with that. Because at least, like, that's, like, you know he needs a direction on his compass. Like, mm-hmm. he needs to be doing something. Yeah. That actually does make him a really good foil for Hunter. Because Hunter has no idea. He, yeah. He's so aimless. Like, he just knows he wants to help Omega, but he he really doesn't know, like, what he's doing or anything. Mm-hmm. But for Crosshair, like, taking care of Omega isn't a purpose for him. No. It's not enough. hmm Like, and I think there's some resentment to Omega because I'm sure he sees it as they saved her and left me. Yeah. You know? Like, they traded and, like, he even, me. he even makes, like, a remark, like, oh, you're, like, taking orders from her now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think he resents her because they never listened to him. But they're listening yeah. to her. Um, and that's why I like in the second episode, like, you know, they get a, they get separated for, like, a minute. And she kind of helps him. And you can see that I think if anybody's going to get through to Crosshair, it would be Omega. And I think she kind of starts to. And I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. I don't think Crosshair's completely ready for her to get through to him. But we'll get there. Yeah. Well, and, like, I don't think... Hunter can because their their conversations were so combative like because Hunter is not going to admit that he was wrong he's not going to admit you know that like there's more to Crosshair because then like once he decided that like Crosshair wasn't going to come back he's like well it's your inhibitor chip and then when Crosshair says that it's not like I don't have it he's just like okay well then I guess you know it's your nature like 
they weren't getting through to each other. But Omega is, like, such a little therapist, and she's, like, very empathetic. <laughs> and I I think she needs to, like, coax those things out and, like, get them to really start thinking about it again. Mm-hmm. So going back um, a little bit, like, to the end of that first episode, um, Crosshair, like, they have this kind of um, shootout moment in the training room. Crosshair gives them the option um, he specifically says, I'm going to give you what you never gave me, a chance. Um, he wants them to join him. He kills his own, like, TK troopers to be like, hey, look, like, I'm not, like, you can trust me. I wa- I just want you to join me. Um, but it's still not enough. And they not crosshair out. They're carrying him away. They're trying to escape. But then the Empire opens fire on the facility, and it starts to collapse. There's one thing that I'm, like confused about is that they like basically bomb this whole facility that it sinks to the bottom except for some reason the marauder is still like fine well the marauder was like a ways off you know it's like on its own little platform because they took the tube to get there yeah it's just funny because like i would think that the empire would be like oh that's the bad batch of shit we should blow it up <laughs> like what's that thing over there just blast it too oh it's nothing oh that's nothing <laughs> don't look over there no just passing debris <laughs> yeah i so like here's here's my thing because i think the first step this like this first episode um return to camino i think it was really good i really liked it and like the it was music and everything up something exciting it was setting up something exciting and the second episode is just them escaping nothing else happens there's no yeah. more like emotional beats really you said you said to me like the pacing is just it's so off weird in my opinion it didn't need to be its own episode i think that camino lost or not Camino Lost, um, Return to Camino should have been the finale, and they could have added, like, an extra couple minutes of them, Mm -hmm. like, oh, God, we're being attacked, like, get to the tube, and they just go into the tube and they leave, and they leave with unconscious crosshair. Like, that's what I think. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah, because to me, I'm like, they take crosshair with them, he's knocked out, when he wakes up, they have a conversation, if he leaves, he leaves, but then he's still not with the Empire, and he's drifting on his own, and you just take out them escaping. Like, them escaping, it's like a horror movie. It was very tense, but also nothing's happening. And, like, there's no character development. Even the conversations that happen between the characters feel repetitive. Like, oh, it feels so much. like, yeah, like, even, like, Omega talking across Crosshair, like, I'm like, we've kind of done this conversation already. Yeah. Like, well, you already get this vibe... Like, you, like it, it just... It didn't add anything. Yeah. And, like, that's when they go back to, like, the their bunk and everything, and they're just like, oh, it's so weird to be back here. And then they're just back to the same conversation that they keep having with Crosshair. Yeah. You know, they go back to that lab, but again, same conversation they had in the first episode. The saving grace in that episode is AZ. Let's be I honest. I love AZ. I love him so much. <laughs> he's fine, and right? And he's going to be a regular, yeah, right? Like, okay. he's going to be, like, a regular part of the Bad Batch crew, I feel like. 
Like, he's going to be their droid. I was going to be so upset because I thought he was dead. And I'm like, you're Oh, like the kidding. Titanic moment? Yeah, the Titanic moment. I was like, I'm not here for this, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, they they reeled him in with Omega. He's going to, mm-hmm. listen, like. I think he's going to be a regular. He's going to par- be part of the batch now. Him and Tech is going to be such a duo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm ready for that duo because t- AC is so, like, adorable and, like, oh, I'm running out of power. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> like, so, yeah, like, I do think the end of Camino Lost was interesting. So, like, they escape. Um, AZ runs out of power, Omega jumps back into the water, she tries to save him, but he's too deep, and then it looks like Crosshair is gonna shoot Hunter, but instead he shoots a grapple and saves Omega, which, that was a big moment for Crosshair, I do think. It was, but I don't think it hit as well as it could have because of the pacing of the episode. Yeah, it... They tr- they retread so much ground before they got there, you yeah. know? And then when they leave him, it felt so sad because they keep acting like there's no hope and that the Bad Batch don't believe in him. Like, it honestly, to me, felt like they just left Crosshair there. I know Crosshair didn't want to go with them, but... Like, the look on they his face... They didn't fa- try. Yeah, they didn't try. They just left him. They're like, if he doesn't want to come, we're just not going to make him. It's just, like, a repeat of, like, the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like we got anywhere. Mm-hmm. I do think there's been a shift in Crosshair, though, because I think when we see him in season two, it'll... I, I hope when we see him, he's, like, questioning the Empire, because yeah. they left him behind. I think, like, we need to see him, like, explicitly, like, exploring his purpose within the empire because once he questions like if he actually does have a purpose there then that's when he's gonna like be like well i don't have a target anymore like what am i Mm -hmm. i i'd like to see him leave the empire but still not go back to the bad batch i think that i i think that would be the way to go yeah do you think that he could find his way into like the rebels yes i do i do I think that could happen. I, I think that'd be really interesting. I could see him becoming, like, a bounty hunter, which I feel like is the way of, like, every single reformed villain. <laughs> they become, like, a <laughs> bounty hunter first. Um, but I, I feel like he's going to strike out on his own and somehow stumble upon the rebels or, like, it reminds me so much of Ventress. Like, maybe he's going to do something and be like, you know what? No, I want to do it this way. Like She's you know, gonna have a romance with the uh, with the horse user. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm be here for that. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what I think would happen. And then I think it'd be interesting if he finds a purpose. Imagine they gave Crosshair a romance. <laughs> Listen, Finnick Shand. Am I looking? I. I think she needs to be softer, or, like, the person needs to be softer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Fennec and Crosshair are both, like, really, like, tense. That's, yeah, that is true. Like, he... And, like, oh, and the Boba Fett Fennec shippers will be so mad. (laughs) I mean, still a clone, though. (laughs) I keep going back to Zuko alone, 
And yeah. especially you saying that he needs a ship that's softer. You know, like, he meets that girl in Ba Sing Se at, like, the tea shop, and he goes on this little date. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be Crosshair. Go on a little date. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, like, something will happen. He'll strike out on his own. And, like, when the Bad Batch find him again, he's like, I have a purpose now. I'm not with the Empire. I'm with, like, the Rebels. And I have a purpose, and mm-hmm. you guys still don't. Like, and that'll maybe snap him back into it or something. Or he's the bat and the new Bad Bachelor. That's his purpose. <laughs> he's he the ends new up bad on reali- r- reality um, hollow. <laughs> I mean... The hollow net. What a catch. I mean, he's got scars. I don't know why guns sometimes are so attractive, but sometimes they are. Are you referring to Tom Holland? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm referring to Tom Holland. I am returning. I'm referring to Black Klansman. I am referring to Tom Hiddleston's Skull Island. Which I still haven't seen. Neither have I, but oh, he yeah. has We're gonna a holster. We gotta okay, watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so... Let's talk about, like, the very end of this episode. Like, is there anything else, like, on the Bad Batch in particular that you feel like we didn't hit? I feel like we didn't get a lot of Hunter lately. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't been getting a lot of Hunter, and he was, like, kind of the main character of the show. Yeah. And then they, they changed the focus more to Omega and Crosshair. So I'm kind of missing my, my Hunter content. Yeah, I feel like there's such an opportunity because he's, you know, the foil with crosshair there was so much more depth when omega got captured by cad bane for hunter than him with crosshair which you know like we love a good dad but i i do think there could have been a little bit more yeah i just think that the that the final two episodes rang a little hollow Mm mm-hmm Compared to some of the other episodes, we saw, like you said, like, that Cad Bane episode. So much heart, like, so much character development. We got to see the characters very vulnerable. Um, And, like, the last two episodes felt way more surface level. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's okay. Like, not every episode has to be perfect. Overall, I loved the first season of The Bad Batch. Yeah. Was the finale my favorite? Like, definitely not. But, like... It was a very strong first season. Yeah. Not as strong as Resistance. Yeah, but I would probably say, like, after Resistance is probably the second strongest first season of an Mm. animated show. I would agree with that. And I'm looking forward to season two. I just, it's a shame that it kind of ended like this, where I, I feel like it was kind of lackluster- in, like, emotions and, and all of that were sometimes, you like, a lot of times, like, Star Wars is great at that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, like, because the way that it ended, like, I don't know what, like, the Bad Batch is going to do. And I, with them retreading a lot of ground in this episode, I'm, like, are they just going to go back and keep working for Sid? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, Whereas, I like, with Crosshair. Not. I hope they don't go back yeah, to like, Sid. I feel- like, that story's done. Like it was already one too many. It was it was one too many episodes when they went back for infested. I mean, they already said so. Like at the beginning of the first episode here, they said that they left Gregor with Sid. So I feel like they're gonna go back, and I feel like Gregor might be like, 
I need to do something else or like we should be doing something else. I I do think that Bad Batch is building to Stormtrooper Rebellion. I really do think that that's what we're going to I hope so. I, I'm, I'm, like, convinced. We're going to be clowns again. I know, but I'm, like, they have <laughs> to they have to save the clones, right? Like, Well, the Rise of Skywalker was going to have a Stormtrooper rebellion. Okay, but, like, they're clones. They have to go save the clones. <laughs> Otherwise, where did they go? Did they just all die? Did they just all stay in the Empire until they were old? Like, they got to go back and save them, right? Yeah. If that's not what we're building towards, where are we going? <laughs> I don't understand. Mm-hmm. How old is Iden Versio in this timeline? If we're gonna do like rounds of like cameos, I want to see her. I don't know. How old is she when the first Death Star explodes? Like a little older, like like Cassian age, like little somewhere around there. Is she oh, six maybe. years old? She in this fight? She she, she entered the Empire when she's six years old. <laughs> she she's the opposite Cassian. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so the very end of the episode is Nalase arriving at the Empire's new lab, and a scientist comes out and greets her, and she has the same coat as the scientist as we see in Mando, who wants Grogu. So here's the question. Is she gonna clone Palpatine and put him in a pickle jar? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> well, it's like, why do all the stories have to connect to the pickle jars? There, I really, I'm so tired of Star Wars trying to make Rise of Skywalker make sense. Trying to make cloning happen. <laughs> Stop trying to make cloning happen. <laughs> well, like, I even stopped reading the Vader comic because he, like, goes to Exegol and, like, meets Ochi. And I'm like, stop. I'm so (laughs) tired. (laughs) I think, like, I love this sweet spot in the timeline between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah. It's, like, my favorite spot in the timeline. But you're right. Like, why are we trying to connect stuff to Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. We shouldn't be. If this was pre-Rise of Skywalker, we would be like, ooh, that's endgame stuff. Because you see it in Aftermath, like, with the fleet and the contingency and, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, I forget what the project is called when they, like, kill everybody Mm -hmm. and the the little dudes come and they're, like, execute order whatever. Um, And, like, I like all that stuff because it shows that, you know... Palpatine's like really thinking and all that but yeah but this is like day one of the Empire no I know and it it like boil like this literally boils down to Palpatine wants to live forever we're gonna start cloning him now and I'm like but why yeah (laughs) but why (laughs) like I just I don't understand like I I know that it ties in with Mando and all that but it's like it's day one of the Empire the Empire doesn't have a threat yet like the rebels aren't even thing yet. Yeah, and he's already, like... I mean, they were already building the Death Star. Like, we saw that in Revenge of the Sith. Like, they're already building the Death Star. Mm -hmm. Like, Palpatine, at least before Rise of Skywalker, was always, like, five steps ahead of everybody. yeah. Yeah. It does does make me wonder, because this is, like, 25, 30 years before Mandalorian, and... This little scientist dude is, like, obviously we don't see him in this. It's not that but... many years. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Wait. Yeah. From Revenge of the Sith to the end. How old is Luke? It's after Return of the Jedi. Luke is just born. Yeah, Luke is just born. And he's 19 in A New Hope. And how old is he in Return of the Jedi? 25? Because then it's five years after that in Mando. Okay, you're right, you're right. So it's like 30. You're close, at least. Like, I don't know the exact numbers. Ballpark. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. they're still looking... Which means that Grogu is, like, 20 right now. (laughs) (laughs) Grogu is the same age as... Isn't... Oh, yeah, he's the same He's the same age as Anakin? Yeah. Anakin was 22. 22. When he became Vader? 24. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Obi-Wan. Did you get that... Did you see that TikTok I sent you about Obi-Wan's age? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. funniest thing in the world to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> st- no, he's he's not 25 and <laughs> I don't care. You can't convince me. What What is canon? We already mentioned this. What is canon anymore? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it feels like canon is just getting looser and looser by the day. Yeah, which I think is why, like, we go into High Republic and everything feels so nice. Like... Like, Virgos can take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which, speaking of, Alex has finally finished um, Out of the Shadows, which means we will be talking about that next. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Like, highly recommend. I'm so excited to talk about this book with you. Like, Justina Ireland. Queen. Absolute queen. Like... I love when she writes YA. She should always be writing YA. I missed it so much. Like, I know at least she's writing the next middle grade. Like, at least we're still getting a book from her. But I'm like, Justina. It's not the same. YA is her domain. Lost Stars is still my favorite. But man, Out of the Shadows is so good. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so good. And I love, I love Claudia. But like, Justina, 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 her YA is just, ooh, I really like it. So that that's exciting. And we'll definitely have that to look forward to. Um, also coming up soon, Tempest Runner comes out August 31st. So excited. Yes. Uh, Kevin Scott. Cav. We love, we love Cav in this house. Yeah. We haven't seen our boy Cav since he broke our hearts um, <laughs> with the rising storm. Cav, I love you. What is, what is he going to do to us this time? <laughs> He's going to hurt us. It's going to be probably from the, um, from Lorna D's perspective, mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. I hope Nan's in it. Well, I think it's going to connect some dots from Out of the Shadows because mm-hmm. we learned some things about Lorna in that. So I think it's going to tie in a lot with it, which I like. I like that it kind of was like, hey, go read this YA book. It's amazing. Um, so I'm excited. I listen. High Republic is just really killing it right now. <laughs> All right, but is there um, anything else you want to mention about the Bad Batch or anything before we sign off? I don't think so. All right. Well, that is going to do it for the Bad Bachelor. Um, we will be back whenever there is a season two. We probably won't cover it quite like we did this one. Maybe, like, every couple of episodes. Um, Yeah. We'll see how intense it is. (laughs) Maybe they'll up their game. Who knows? 
Um, but if you want to keep the conversation going, you can find us on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.